Welcome to the Chaos Network. Now you're all in big, big trouble. What time is it? We will throw out all kinds of sports topics. The moment Delonte West banged LeBron's mom, LeBron had every right to do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, that's horrible. Political views. If we get rid of abortion in the United States, what happens when Bismarck Roethlisberger is uh, holding <laughs> down some chick and gets her pregnant and she can't get rid of the baby? <laughs> Is that your best? random rants and stuff? Are you supposed to record podcasts over? I'm your huckleberry. I do drugs all my life. My life will be shorter. Oh, Peyton Manning breaks his fucking arm. <laughs> all right, cool. We got we got another Sunday down, which we know what happens on Sundays. There's there's these establishments that hand out these uh, collection plates, wafers, wine. People give their money. Think that the Easter Bunny is going to save them, or what also happens is. Some motherfuckers get together behind this microphone here, talk a little bit of sports, and uh, just drink a lot, and we see what the fuck happens. Because tonight, honestly, there's no agenda. There's three out of the four of us. The other one's trying to work his way in the studio, but can't because he's getting cock-blocked. I'm not sure exactly how. So it's going to be one of those fucking nights, and we're going to have a good time. Um, and, and, Scotty, we should talk about this up front. We should get this out of the way. Um, it's you, me, and Hollywood as of right now. Governor's on his way in. We don't think we're going to have Hollywood for long, do we, bro? It's, it's not going to be a long stint at all, is it? No. I, and I think what we should probably do to start the show is we should probably do something with an over-under yeah. uh, type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and hopefully uh, Governor makes it on because this could turn into a two-man show uh, here very quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I could. So I say we have him on for... He's gone within 15 minutes, I think. Is that too high as an over-under, you think? Um, no. No, I think 15, I think that's good. I, I mean, we're, are you leaning over that or under that, though? I'm feeling, I'm feeling we're going to be pretty solid tonight, so it's probably going to be under that. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking under. See, and the problem is, is uh, we, can't, we can't wager any money on this like the degenerate gamblers we are because I'm taking the under as well. Hmm. Um, because I think what's going to happen is, I mean, when you think in terms of article of clothing, right, right, you're talking about, you know, a shirt, probably a tank top, a bra, right, some sort of, you know, pajama pants, pants, shorts, skirt, something like that, and then you're talking about underwear. So you're at five pieces of clothing. If somebody wants to be nitpicky, you can go with shoes and socks. So now we're at seven, right? Are we talking earrings and fucking wedding? No, that, that shit doesn't count, dude. Oh. That's, like, that's like high school strip poker. That shit doesn't count. Okay. Um, so yeah. I'm taking the under because depending in which order the article of clothing come off, I mean, if you go, if you go like shoes, socks, pants, underwear, that's four articles of clothing. Uh-huh. And Hollywood's hanging out. He's yeah. disconnecting. Yeah, he's doing it. Because at that point, his, his wife is completely bottomless, sitting next to him on the couch. Right. Um, right. And then if you go with the top, then you go with shirt, tank top, bra. That's three articles of clothing, and Hollywood's disconnecting. So, right. I mean, we're, we're four giggles away, or three potentially, from Hollywood completely jumping off this call, off this uh. show. And, like, if she could see streaming video right now, she would be laughing her ass off because I just dropped my pants and the world would laugh on its own. So that would be okay. I think as the articles of clothing come off, um, and, Scotty, I'm not sure if you have your uh, video turned on on Skype, we should see those articles fly past Hollywood's head as she flings them towards its face. 
Can I, I think he should. Wear, I think he should. He should wear them. He should, like, oh. he should wear her her panties as a hat, and maybe her shirt as a scarf. And, right. and he should get creative, and he should wear them as they come off. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it would be inappropriate for us to see her. But if Hollywood puts on the clothes in some particular manner on his own body, then we can understand where we are in this process uh, in in helping Mike out tonight. I really like where you're going with this. I like where your head's at tonight. Uh, I like what you're bringing already. I think it's solid. Um, and I guess I guess we should tell it. So what it is is uh, Hollywood's uh, wife, Mrs. Boys Town, um, is uh, uh, locked up into it's her birthday, and she's not wearing her birthday suit. So every time she laughs, she's going to take off an article of clothing. Uh, Scotty's a very funny individual. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, I think some things should have already came off by now. Uh, Boys Town, you can come into the show now. You you guys do realize you just spent five minutes talking about my wife taking off her clothes. Yeah, we did, but that doesn't count to the over-under because we had to set up what was going on. We had to tell everybody what was happening. I mean, the timer starts now, unless she already took something off. Did she take something off? I just want to once did, again say you just spent five minutes talking right. about my wife taking her clothes off. I mean, you, would you be? I mean, I think you'd be offended if we didn't. I, mean, I, think no. I think that's really in our wheelhouse to talk about your wife taking off her clothes. That's just something that we're going to do tonight. All right. I'm okay with it. And nothing has come off yet, huh? No, no she's shaking her head. She's disappointed. Well, hmm. Scotty, we're going to have to. Where's Greg? We need Greg. Where's he at? Where's Gov? Didn't he say he was coming in tonight? That son of a bitch. Yeah, but. There he is. So, so what do you think? Do you think 15 minutes is the ride over under on this? So I missed half the conversation. So for every time we make Amanda laugh, she's going to take an article of clothing off because it's her birthday and she's not wearing her fucking birthday suit. So we're going to help Hollywood along, and as she takes it off, we don't think Hollywood will last, you know, once she's naked. Which, hopefully that's the first time he's ever heard that phrase before. All right, well, 15 minutes is fine. I guess you need to... Dove, where in the fuck are you at, dude? You sound like a storm chaser calling into the show to, to let us know the location of the next tornado touchdown or something. Uh, I'm just through Skype on 646 <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, good to know. All right, Wood. Uh, and hopefully you'll have some of that later on. Let's do some housekeeping. Absolutely, bro. So, if you want to give us a call, as Gov apparently is today, you can call at 646-3780-793. Uh, you can call into the show, wish, wish my wife a happy birthday. Uh, if you want to catch us on Twitter, you can reach Gov at Governor underscore Baines. You can reach Scotty at Kendall Scott. You can reach FN Chaos at FN Chaos. Myself at SOW Hollywood. And, of course, the show... Sports the letter R way blog. Six so, four six there it is. Three seven eight zero seven nine three. Alright, solid. We had a big day in the NFL. We've got uh a DMAF that I'm gonna keep very short because I have a feeling that two of these guys will have more of an opinion on it than I will have. And then of course we got some weird news going on. We're gonna have, you know, naked girls going doing their freak show on Hollywood. Although uh, Scotty, if she does take off the bra, uh, the way how full uh, Hollywood's uh, beard is right now, throwing a bra on, that would look pretty fucking hysterical right now. 
panties on the head, stuff like that. And if that happens, that really needs the picture sent out on Twitter. I'm just saying. Are you talking about wearing the bra like a chin strap and the panties like a helmet? Yeah, it is football, right? He's going to look like you know he You know who he looked like, bro? Franco Harris. <laughs> this shit's getting long, man. It's yeah. only been about three and a half weeks. I'm impressed. I can say three and a half hours. Jesus Christ, man. Did <laughs> you throw on a fucking flannel and a fucking bra and fuck? All right. Let's do this shit, bro. This is another public service announcement. <laughs> you just tell me that eating pussy is going to give me cancer? Yep. Oh, good. God is going to be my DMAS. But as they say in the U.S. Navy, there is no wrong hole. No! Getting a little strange on daytime TV. You are broke back, Jack. I'm your huckleberry. Also DMAF. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. All right, DMAF is going to be short and sweet. There's just one story I want to tell you guys about. It is not like before. It's a true DMAF. The Taliban, by the way, apologized. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. They apologized. Not for blowing up our buildings like, I don't know, 9-11 or, you know, uh, you know destroying people's lives and shit like that. Um, but what they uh, did apologize for is they, uh, um, they, they decapitated the wrong guy. Yeah, it's really bad. It's a horrible story. What they did is they, uh, they intended to, uh, whatever, abduct and cut off some dude's head that they hated in life. But instead, they uh, abducted and uh, decapitated one of their own leaders. So just so you know, the Taliban does apologize for certain things, just not destroying lives of Americans. But the DMF, the true DMF, in my opinion, is, uh, and really, this is for Scotty and Gov, because, again, I think they'll have more of an opinion, and I'm sure, Hollywood, you will as well. Mayor Rob Ford. We haven't talked about this guy at all. This guy, I love his interviews. They're exciting. They're different. He also is up in Toronto in Canada, and Canada, to me, is kind of like, um, it's kind of like my attic. You know, I, I go up to my attic, Canada's north of us, you know, I see things in there that are completely fucking useless, um, just like most things in Canada are. But every now and then you find a gym, like Rob Ford, mayor up in that motherfucker, who um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much said he did some cocaine, did some crack, did some cool drugs, and his approval rating actually went up when that came out the next day. And then the newest thing that I saw about this guy, this wonderful human being who looks like he is related to... Um, uh, Wade Phillips, actually, looks like his brother. Um, he, he, some girl said that uh, uh, he went up to her and said that uh, he wanted to uh, uh, go down on her, I think is, is pretty much the phrase that was used. And his response on that, in front of cameras, TV, was, uh, no, I don't want to eat that girl's pussy. I have enough pussy at home, and I can eat all week long if I want to, something along those lines. So for that, kind of candid, it's kind of what we do here, but he's a politician, and I'm thinking that if Gov ever ends up being Gov, he's not going to respond in any way, shape, or form like this. And uh, so, Rob Ford, you're the DMAF. So just my take, fellas. Short, sweet, didn't get a chance to dig too much, but I know he's been everywhere. Anybody got thoughts? No. So is this, is this guy the DMAF because I'm, – I'm, Yeah, I'm saying he's a DMAF because he's a fucking moron. But he makes me laugh even though he's a moron. <laughs> so he he was invited to go down on a chick or he asked the chick if he could no so I'm sorry allegedly he he asked a girl to uh, that, that she said that uh, he asked if she could go down on her or if he could go down on her 
And, of course, she said no, and then she told everybody about it. And then when he was asked about it, because he's married, he said, no, I never said anything like that. I've got enough to eat at home, pretty much is all he said. So, Mark, I thought you – this has been in the news a bit more, and, and uh, I'm just surprised we haven't talked about it. And I, I should have talked about it more, but I thought you guys heard about it more than, uh, than what it sounds like you did. No, no I, I wish I, wish I, I would have, uh, though. Oh, so, I was listening to CNN earlier in the week, and they played the, uh, the, the clip of when he addressed the media and admitted doing cocaine. Yeah. And he's like, you guys have all seen the tape. You know what's going on. I have, a, I have a drinking problem. Exactly. I don't remember if I did cocaine or not, but I have a drinking problem. I know it's on the, like He fucking sounded like he was on cocaine yeah. when he was talking about doing it. So, and I hadn't heard about this oral sex thing until you brought it up. So, like, it's funny that this guy is still the mayor and he hasn't just removed himself from office at this point. Dude, they are asking him to remove and to be removed from office. They are pressuring him to be removed. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm staying." <laughs> oh, dude. So, <laughs> so I just pulled up shit about this guy. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you guys knew. I apologize. I should have. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that I do know now. So 1999, uh, Miami, Florida, arrested for driving under the influence of marijuana possession. Um, April 15, 2006, attended a Maple Leafs game, vis- visibly intoxicated and belligerent. Uh, he began to insult a couple seated behind him who were visiting from out of town. He was escorted out of the building. Uh, on St. Patrick's Day 2012, Ford was very intoxicated at City Hall and then a downtown restaurant. Ford held a wild party in his office. He knocked down a staffer, insulted others, then went to the Bymark restaurant. After flailing around, flailing around on the dance floor, he returned to City Hall by cab, wandered around City Hall until after 2 a.m. with a bottle of brandy, swearing at his staffer before security arranged for him to be taken home. Uh, Stafford <laughs> accused Ford of touching her inappropriately and making inappropriate comments for posing for a picture together at a political function. Uh, let's see. <laughs> He's a baller, man. This guy. He was asked. He was asked to leave a Garrison Ball function uh, due to being intoxicated. I mean, who uh, really gets asked to leave a Garrison Ball function? They don't get anybody in that fucking place anyway. The Gawker website uh, posted a video May 16, 2013, of Ford smoking crack. <laughs> uh, he was escorted out of a taste of Danforth festival uh he was intoxicated and high oh my god i mean you can call this, I, this guy yeah you can call this guy a dmaf if you want i want to i want to party with him look <laughs> i'm not saying like i wouldn't be a dmaf at one point this guy's uh he's definitely a character that's for sure i think i have him in my top five of my favorite dmafs that's for sure mm. solid so all right there's the dmaf gov do we still have you i'm off i don't think we lost gov <clears throat> i am here oh you are here okay all right all right, I, I, I miss you. I don't get to see you in Skype and that pretty face of yours and everything. You're a damn attractive man. You're depriving us of that. I'm sorry. That's I'm going to cry here. All right. Have you heard of this guy, bro? Yeah, I know. Stuff that was going on. Uh, uh hear about the invitation to store uh, him off. But, you know, this guy's a 
So he shouldn't have been in office in the first place. Nah, I shouldn't have. But you know, it's just that 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 same old phrase, Gov, that you and I know and love, uh, and that's uh, Canada sucks. So we'll just roll with that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's get this fucking show going. Let's do some other shit on us. Let's talk some sports because over the past couple of weeks, oh. Scotty, I want to try something with you really quick. We kind of talked about this earlier, and I don't mean to spring it on you. Like, if you were an athlete, which you are, and you were playing in your game today, you know, like you did with the Steelers, you know, any, what would your, like, your, your post-game, I just won the game speech be like? Would you be thanking God, just, you know, and thanking, you know, your teammates? I mean, what would that sound like? Um. So I think the first thing I'd have to do is I'd have to thank my friends at uh, Sports Our Way and the Chaos Network uh, for the performance that the team, uh, you know, put in today. Uh, you know, I'd obviously have to, to thank God, and I'd, I'd do it with a very serious straight face when I did it. Um, of course. Uh, I'd want to thank my wife and my parents. Right. Um, I'd want to thank my teammates. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank uh, 2Bait.com, XNXX.com, um, RedTube.com. I'd like to thank all of those sites. Uh, <laughs> that'd be about it. I think, I think that about covers it, buddy. It's just from what we were talking about, since you played hard in the Steelers game today and you won and all that, you kind of alluded it. I just kind of want to hear a little bit more. And uh, that sounds like that would be the best post-game speech I think I've ever heard. So Yeah, I think the key is thanking God yeah. and, and a couple other people and then thanking the porn websites, the free porn websites. Yeah, that would be perfect. That would be – and it would be the most accurate in the world. It would be – I'd like to thank God and then everybody who put into the collection plate. I think we should – I think that should be in there somewhere as well. Thank you for – I wish I wish my church had a bigger collection plate, those things like that. That would be – yeah, if that didn't piss people off. I don't know what would. So, football today, boys. Your Steelers, Scotty. I, I thought that was a nice uh, come-from-behind win, to be honest with you. I didn't think they had a shot uh, in the first half when Calvin Johnson pretty much blew the fucking doors off the building. Yeah, well, dude, you know, I was able to watch the, the first quarter and, and a little bit of the second, and, you know, and then I went back to work because I worked today, and then I start seeing you guys talking about Calvin Johnson, and I pull up the score on my phone, and Pittsburgh's down. And I thought they looked pretty good in the in the first quarter. And I, you know, I even made the comment: if Detroit doesn't do something, Antonio Brown's going to have four fucking touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, because I mean, those first what was it two out of three Steeler possessions, Antonio Brown had two like three catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. And I thought it was going to be lopsided in Pittsburgh's favor. Um, but I mean, from what I saw first part of the game, second part of the game, I, I thought they put together a pretty good performance today. The unfortunate thing is, you know, we're, what, 10 games into the season now? And, uh, you know, it may be too little too late. The only uh, thing that could have helped was Cleveland beating Cincinnati today, and with that not happening, um, you know, they're, they're just playing to, to play now because they're probably not going to make the playoffs. No, it's not. That's a weird division. There's some fucked up shit. Wood, what do you see today that you liked? Uh, Megatron, uh, he, you know, and I think I put it in the thread, he single-handedly Detroit in the game. Uh, there was a catch that he made, you know, and we always talk about with him, uh, he seems to get tackled between the five-yard line and the goal line, and he doesn't get touchdowns. And there was a catch today that he made, like, on the two- or three-yard line with a knee down, 
uh, and a defender literally right at him, and he didn't get touched, and he was able to make a leap and score a touchdown today. That dude just made some catches that looked unreal. He had six receptions, 179 yards. Um, but when, like Scotty says, with Antonio Brown, if you look at his numbers, he had seven receptions for 147 yards and two TDs. So those two just had monster games. Yeah, it it was, and it was all like mostly in the first half. Like Scotty, I think you sent out a text that said Antonio Brown had like 120 yards receiving on those first two drives or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, dude. And uh, Jerko Cotteri continues to be big too. You know, I I sent you guys a text uh, earlier. You know, Mike Wallace leaves in Miami now. Uh, he's got 40 catches for 495 yards and a touchdown, averaging 12.4 yards per reception. Uh, and everybody thought it was crazy that they let this guy walk. He's making $60 million. Uh, Jericho Cotri has 34 catches for 503 yards with a 14.8 average, seven touchdowns, and they're paying him $3 million a year. Once again, they all, just like that, always do. He made the fucking right move, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> Gov, you get a chance to watch any football today? Yeah, I do. My first statement has to go uh, towards the uh, – and if the Tampa Bay deserves the Atlantic to lose, because uh, uh, in playoff uh, team over the past five years uh, since they've had – now, uh, though I didn't – too much of that game just looking at – now the game, you know, play from behind, uh, and a lot. Uh, you're cutting out like crazy, buddy. <clears throat> we're catching about every other word from you. I, I, but what I did catch was kind of what we were talking about a little bit in the thread. You know, Tampa lights up Atlanta. Atlanta, I think, as you were saying, I kind of, you know, in the playoffs the past five seasons, NFC Championship game last year, I they might be the worst team in the NFL based on how they play today. Um, it it and Tampa looked like you know they might be vying for a playoff spot. I mean, it's the, every week the NFL seems like there's we're talking about something new every week. We're talking about how how the Jets are upsetting people last week, and then they get fucking their doors blown off by Buffalo today. Um, and then fuck you people in Chicago, not people, but fucking officials in Chicago who shut that fucking game down for two hours. And because of that, we fucking missed our under those fucks. Yeah, that was a huge disappointment. But you know, the Midwest got hammered today with weather. Uh, I think there were 60 tornadoes that accounted for today in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that many, but, and then on the other side, look, look at the giants. Giants win again. They beat green Bay. Is this the worst win streak you guys have ever seen? Anybody? Who uh, the Giants beating Green Bay? I mean, they're, is this the worst win streak you've ever seen in pro sports that the Giants have? Who have they beat? They've beaten Green Bay, who's decimated by injuries. Who else? Let's see. Well, yeah, Green Bay that was on their third quarterback. I think they beat Jacksonville, who actually, if you look at it today – um, and last week, Jacksonville didn't look extremely horrible. Hang on, I got it up right here. So they beat, uh, well, Oakland, which wasn't bad. So here's who they've beaten. They beat Minnesota. They beat 
Philadelphia, Oakland, and Green Bay. Uh, Oakland, I think, prior went out in that game. Somebody got hurt in that game, I'm pretty sure. I'll give them credit on the Philadelphia win. That's a pretty good win by them. But I think that was – no, that was – no. I think that was uh, – what's his fuck? What's his name? Uh, who's starting right now? Foles, who had one of the first games of his career. So, okay, maybe I need to retract that. But, I mean, they've won, what, four in a row now, and they have a, they have a legitimate shot in that division, which, again, the division's terrible, though. Like, horrible. Like, they are four and six now. One game out of uh, first place. What are the odds that we see a division winner with a losing record this year? I think we may get an eight and eight. I don't know if we'll get a losing record though. It would, yeah, it would be in that division. And you're looking at Philadelphia's. Philadelphia's actually looking really good right now. They're they're six and five. What's the rest of their schedule look like? Do you happen to have that up? Uh, I can. Follow. I mean, they win their first home game in like. Two years today. I'll pull up their schedule right now. So I got it. Ready? Yeah. Ari- so, go ahead. Yeah. Arizona, uh, winnable game, I think. Uh, Detroit. Uh, Detroit should beat them. Uh, then they're at Minnesota. Uh, then they're home against the Bears, and then they're at Dallas. They could so, lose. They they could only. They might only beat Minnesota. Right. So what's that put them at? The losing record. They're only six and five right now. I think is what it is. Yeah. Today was six. So yeah, they're six and five. So if we're saying they're the best in that division, they could we we could see a losing record win the division this year because Dallas is terrible. God, they're all terrible, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. No, there's you're right. They're all there. There's not one good person in that. Um, I mean, this reminds me of when, uh, like the, the old AFC West, when uh, when teams were winning with eight and eight and nine and seven records, and back when Seattle and San Francisco weren't as good, and you know teams were winning that division with an eight and eight record. It's just, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> is what yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> uh, what was that in the background? Did you Oh, somebody laughing. Oh. I heard giggles. All right. So it, it, we got her. There's right. one. Good. Finally, one. That's probably she's probably watching TV. Who knows? Um, it's horrible. It's stupid. So, but there wasn't a lot of good play today. I mean, that, that's San Francisco, uh, New Orleans game was the best one on the slate, um, and it had some good plays. But neither team I, I thought looked great. I mean, I, I don't know. It's I don't got to – every week, I, I swear, I think I changed my mind on who's good and who's bad. I mean, I, two weeks ago I was going to say Jacksonville's going to go for the perfect season and not win a game, and today they look, they look like they're playing out of their fucking mind. So, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to make of the NFL this year. and uh, I'm not winning as much money as I usually do on this fucking game either. Yeah, no shit, man. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. It's tough to see any one team trend that you would think they would be, you know, the real breadwinner of the season. Right. I mean, How that... the hell did, uh, did Oakland beat Houston? Dude, they, uh, they were up. So listen to this, right? Oakland's up two, two scores in the first quarter. And uh, go into the first half, I think, tied. 
or maybe right out of the half, they were tied. They, uh, Houston scored 17 unanswered points, and then Keenan got benched for Schaub because the offense just went completely cold. And Oakland fucking ended up coming back and winning. So yeah, Schaub sits out three weeks and then goes in and replaces Keenan. And there's a couple of games that surprised me, I guess. The Jets getting pummeled by Buffalo today, 37-14. to 14. Yeah. Uh, that's and then, hold on. So Geno Smith also got benched today. Well, no he, shit. Did he get benched or did he get hurt? Because he got I, knocked his ass, he got knocked the fuck down a couple times and was slow to get up. ESPN reported that he was benched. No shit. Yeah. You know, to me that just shows how much of a fucking that just like solidifies how a fucking stupid Rex Ryan is. You have I, if he's having a bad day, you got to let him play through his bad day. I mean, he's already doing way better than you guys thought he would, than Mark Sanchez would do. And so you just bench him? I, that makes, I mean, if he's hurt, that's one thing, but that makes no fucking sense. Uh, who, uh, who's playing? Who'd they put in? Uh, I don't know if it was Sanchez or not. I'm not sure. No, he's out for the season. He's out for the oh, season. Is he? that McElroy or whatever the hell his name is? Maybe. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Um... But I mean, what's that dude? I mean, he's he uh, Sims, something Sims. It's not Bill Chris Sims? Sims. No, yeah, cause might as well have been <laughs> M Sims. I don't know who this dude is. He was four or six passing with a touchdown and sixty yards. But I mean, Gino's your guy. I mean, he he was eight. Well, he, he was eight for twenty-three. Holy shit, he was having a bad day. Matt Sims. Matt Sims. Yep, he went to Tennessee. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how you handle it after the game, too. If they say, look, Gino's just off, so we're just going with someone else, and Gino's back in next week. If they handle it with, like, well, we'll see what practice looks like this week, and we'll figure out our starter then, that's the dumbest thing you could ever fucking do. Dumbest fucking thing you can do. Um, but whatever. I'm not Rex Ryan. I'm not a head coach. I'm not even working in the NFL. So, so let's so talking about switching quarterbacks, what do you make up Houston, man? What's going to happen to Kubiak? Do you think he gets a year because of his mini stroke? <laughs> I mean, I thought they had a good quarterback with Keenum. I thought he was going to be all right. I mean, he, he, he'd done well. Um, you know, Andre Johnson has five touchdowns thrown by Case Keenum and zero by Schaub. So it's not like he wasn't getting the ball to a wide receiver. So I, I don't know what to make of it either. Schaub may have came in and, and drove him down the field, but I like I like Keenum. I thought they had their quarterback, you know, at least that could get him by until maybe they get one in the draft and kind of get some way from everything that Schaub's taken them through, all the fucking disappointments. I, I, I would go to Keenum. I don't know why they're fucking messing with Schaub anymore. Yeah, but do you think that's uh, – so do you, do you think these decisions – are going to cost Kubiak his job? I, I, I think that if Kubiak, not these decisions in general, but the whole body of work, I think, does. I mean, he has one of the best talented teams in the NFL, and he's got two or three wins. I mean, they should they, they were favored going to the Super Bowl coming into the season. So I think, I think you might need to get a new coach in there. I mean, look what it's done for San Diego. I mean, you get Norv Turner out, bring in a decent coach, all of a sudden Phillip Rivers is, you know, controlling games, calling his own plays, you know, playing much better than he has, you know, in his entire career. 
granted, they lost today and cost uh, some of us some money, but that's a different story, too. Well, I mean, too, I mean, from a quarterback perspective, you've got a couple pretty decent names that are going to be free agents at the end of the season. Cutler's going to be a free agent. Freeman, uh, obviously. Uh, Josh McCown is going to be a free agent. So there's three guys that I think teams would be willing to give, you know, a look to. You know, and, and the one out of all those that might get the best deal, I mean, Cutler's probably going to be locked up in Chicago, but, um, you know, McCown may be earning himself a pretty good paycheck, uh, you know, and the shit that he's doing in Chicago. Oh, dude, yeah. Have you looked at the uh, free agent class going into next season? No, I haven't. So, you want me to run through it real quick? Is this something you're interested in knowing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Joint Bell, free agent. He's solid. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. He could help a team. Darren McFadden. Wouldn't spend $5 on him. Ben Tate. Wow. Uh, let's see. Let's check out our wide receivers here. You've got Denario Alexander, Anquan Bolden, Kenny Britt, Jesus. Um, Julian Edelman, Devin Hester's a free agent. He's listed as a wide receiver, but whatever. Yeah, yeah he won't uh, go anywhere. Jeremy Macklin, Mario Manningham, Hakeem Nix, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, you, there's going to be a pretty big free agent offseason. You could come in and start a, a brand-new franchise, just sign free agents, and be competitive. Yeah, Scott Chandler, uh, Fred Davis, Jermichael Finley, Tony Gonzalez, Greg Olson, Brandon Pettigrew, Dennis Pitta, Kellen Winslow. That's ridiculous, all the tight ends. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, so when you think about some of these teams that are having – you know, less than stellar seasons this year. Um, do any of them try to rebuild through this free agent class, or do you think most teams are going to apt to go through a rebuilding process through the draft, or do you think it will be a combination with some of these teams? I think there's too many free agents not to sign them. I think, like, Minnesota, <clears throat> there's talent out there for the, them to sign. I mean, they could, they, you know, Freeman, I can't see them re-signing Freeman. They could get McCown. Ponder's just a joke. I mean, he's got, you know, he's their best quarterback, but he's he's a backup at best. But you take a team like that who has maybe, you know, not many more years left with Adrian Peterson, they need to, you know, build through free agency. They don't have time to build through the draft. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Some of these teams that have some of these, you know, high-caliber veteran players on them, maybe they look at this draft class as an opportunity to get competitive now. You know, like your Minnesotas, right. uh, you know, you talked about with, with Adrian Peterson, and you, you go out and you, you make a play for some of these guys because depending on where you are to the salary cap, you can go from a, you know, 2-14 and 14 team to an immediate contender just, by, just from the free agent class. Or a team like the Jets that have played surprisingly well this season goes out and signs a couple of these guys, and the Jets become a pretty formidable squad next year. It scares me. And what would you? I mean, you got a team right now that needs some work. Would, I mean, would you want them to have them to build through the draft or build through free agents? Um, Pittsburgh's always had a history of building through the draft. Uh, I think this season could be a little bit different because they've always built through the draft before and have had a lot of success with drafting young players, not playing them the first few years, 
Uh, and then when their veterans are either released towards the end of their career uh, or they retire, they've got somebody that can immediately step up into the position and be successful. Unfortunately, in the Mike Tomlin era, that hasn't happened. Um, so they may look to build through free agency. The only problem is, is you know, they've got so much money invested in Ben Roethlisberger and Lamar Woodley. I don't know what they've got left to, uh, you know, to spend. Well, I, I think you both, both your teams, Wood, your Colts, and and your Steelers. Um, I, I think like I think Wood, when they need players right now, they need to do it through free agency because they've done enough to the draft. And what you're saying about the Steelers, I think, is dead on. Well, yeah, and I, I think, think too, if I'm if I'm Hollywood, I don't want the Colts to do any more picking of players from other teams after this fucking Trent Richardson debacle. I'd rather, <laughs> I, if I was Mike, I'd rather him build through the fucking draft. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, when you look at Indy, they're already young, so bringing in some some veteran talent, I think, would be a good thing. Uh, however. To Scotty's point, uh, it needs to be somebody who's not a, a two or you know three year guy, because this Trent Richardson deal has been awful. Yeah, it's what they, yeah, it's it's been worse. So, well, if you're a GM, would, is that how you do it? I think so. I, I think you look at you know the the four or five year guys that still have some some years left and some miles in the in their legs. You bring them in because you look at. What Reggie Wayne's been able to do, uh, and he's, he's basically the oldest guy on the team now, you get a couple other guys at some skill positions, you know, may, maybe somebody a little bit older uh, in the linebacker piece uh, to help shore up some of the defensive issues, and, and that's how you make a run because the Colts are already talented, uh, and, and their, their studs that they've got now that are young are just getting a lot of experience when you think about, you know, 10 comeback wins. You think about uh, who they've beaten. Yes, last year they were 11 and two. This year they they're at the top of the division. Um, I think they can get better definitely, uh, and get a couple pieces that would maybe make them a, a realistic contender for a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, they're they're they've got some of the pieces that's for sure. So, um, how your Pacers doing, bro? Uh, they got spanked the other night. Uh, you know, Chicago just picked them apart. They had a really bad game, but I think it was due. You know, they were 9-0. and uh, Better to get beat by a team that, that they'll probably see in the playoffs than, than get beat by, like, the Bucks or something. And thought Scotty would have something to say right there, my fault. Well, I mean, my thought is actually the exact opposite. I mean, I would, I, if it was me, I would rather see them get beat by the Bucks because I, I wouldn't want to get beat by another not just playoff contending team, but potential Eastern Conference champion contending team, because you don't want that other team, and we'll just say it's the Bulls, you don't want the Bulls having that type of confidence going to the playoffs. If the Bulls can, can steal a couple more wins from them throughout the course of the season and win the, the season series, then you know Chicago's feeling pretty good about an Eastern Conference matchup if they, if they end up with the Pacers. Yeah, but let me tell you why I disagree. Um, you know, the Pacers – aren't going to shoot 30% from the floor uh, frequently. They're a better shooting team than that. And Chicago shot, eight. I think I sent it to you guys, 80% from behind the arc, um, which is also something that doesn't happen usually. So if the Pacers can lose by, I think it ended up being 16 points uh, on what could have been considered one of their worst performances, 
I think the fact that they made it that close when at one point they were down by over 30, uh, you know, says that, that, that I would feel good about that, knowing that I had my worst fucking game and I still was there where I needed to be. So, and it's somebody that matters versus a scrub team. I think, I think you both said it once, you know, you're 10 games into the season. So, um, and, and I think that when you look at streaks, you know, they're going to come to win. That one just came to a brutal end, and, and against a good team. So, you know, they did beat the Bulls earlier in the week, so this was the second time playing them. If they could have beat the Bulls, um, they would have been up 2 nothing on the season, in the season series, which, you know, it, it may not mean a lot in the first 10 games, but that actually means a lot when you're 40 games in, quite possibly, to have the, the you know, the extra game up on them. So, you know, they were due to fall flat. But when you shoot 30% and you let the other team shoot 80% from uh, three-point line, Pacers, that's just uh, that game, not saying their team in general, but that game is just a fucking lack of effort. I mean, you know, you can't let them shoot 80% from, from the three-point line. You're not getting out on shooters and fighting over screens. You know, it was their second game in back-to-back nights, so, you know, that has a little something to it. But that's the NBA schedule. These guys aren't 40 years old like, you know, some of us are. They should be able to go out and handle that and, not, and put up a better showing. No, I agree, bro. I think there's absolute laziness. Mm. How did Paul George play last night? Uh, I don't have his stats in front of me. Uh, he didn't have a great game, though. So didn't we talk about this on Thursday, about him being another big, great, indie sports figure and he's got a big game and, and falls dead on his face. And, you know, you talked about the Pacers aren't going to shoot 30% in the playoffs. And actually that's exactly what Paul George is averaging in the playoffs is 30% field goal percentage. He had 12 points. Yeah. So, you know, I'm interested to see if they pick it back up. I think I want to see what happens when they play Miami, uh, you know, and, and, and it's the first game of, uh, and not the second game of back-to-back nights. Um, and Miami's a team that, you know, they what they win, 27 in a row last year, but they're not off to a good start either. And we don't need to go crazy in the NBA. I just know that that was a pretty good topic of conversation in the thread yesterday. You guys were having a good time with it, so I figured uh, we might as well just bring it up a little bit here. Um, Kobe's back at practice. People didn't know that. Doesn't mean he's going to play tomorrow or next week. He's probably not going to play for about another three to four weeks, so don't get too all crazy about it. He's just kind of back doing little things. The Lakers are a 500 team, if that. Maybe a little bit above 500. That's where I think they'll finish, so we'll see what happens. Well, What's Kobe that, saying? Go ahead. Does that make you nervous, bro, that, that, he, that he's back this soon with um, a injury? You know, I was, I, I was talking to somebody earlier. I don't even know who it was. You know, if, if Michael Jordan took care of himself the way that Kobe takes care of himself, Michael Jordan would have probably played four or five more years possibly and played at a higher level, or at least his days with Washington. He, he, he would have played a hell of a lot better than he did. Kobe has a nutritionist. He takes better care of his body than just about anybody. It doesn't worry me, um, and it seems like everybody comes back faster and faster, and unless your name is Derek Rose, you know, you're going to come back as quick as you can because you listen to your body. You don't sit there and get all – fucked in the head. Kobe spends more time in the gym than just about anybody. It, you know, so it, 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 it doesn't worry me. And truthfully with Kobe, it doesn't surprise me. Not at all. The guy's fucking, he's a fucking robot. What, what's, uh, what's Kobe saying about how he feels? So he says he feels good. He says he's, he's, he's been, you know, just, he's taken what the doctors have told him and he's, and he's taken every single, um, 
like like goal date they've given him, and he's moved it up a week in his personal goal date, and he's hitting his personal goal, and he he doesn't have one on one he'll be back. It's just more of a I want to be able to do this within this amount of time, and once in a bit more like that, as opposed to I want to be able to play by Christmas. He hasn't said anything like that, so you know him being back at practice. All he's really saying is, is it may be about another three to four weeks possibly. So people are, are starting to say, well, Kobe's at practice. He'll be playing by the end of the week. That, that doesn't seem like it's the case at all. And he went to go see, like, that crazy voodoo doctor in Germany that yeah. all the athletes have been going to see too, hasn't he? Yeah, he's seen him a couple of times. He had a knee surgery. I think, uh, like, uh, when World Cup was out here, um, he went over there for the first time. And he's seen him every year in the offseason since. Uh, to get a bunch of work done, or not a bunch, of, to get work done, tune-ups, whatever. And he says it's fucking great. So voodoo sounds cool. So, um, you know, NBA, I, I, don't, I know we don't have much of an agenda. Would, is there anything I'm missing for football, for NBA, NHL that you guys want to touch on? Uh, as, as far as the NFL goes, I'm not sure that we missed anything. Um, as far as the NBA goes, I don't know, man. Uh, is there anything that you, you are surprised at this, this early? Um, you know, I'm surprised. Nothing that we haven't already, like, like, I'm really surprised with the Heat's record. I understand that it's early. I understand that they, um, don't, you're not going to get jacked up. I mean, Seven and three, it's it, it, it's it's a good record. You know they've had to win three in a row to get there, um, but I'm you know they're not. I don't think they're dominating anybody. You know their their point differential is only about seven and a half points a game, um, and I, I'm I guess like in the disappointing side, uh, I'm disappointed in Brooklyn's record. I think their 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 record's horrible. Uh, they're three and six. They've got all the talent in the world. I don't care how old they are. They still have, I mean, they have a great point guard. Joe Johnson, I don't care what anybody says, on that team he's a great two guard. KG, Paul Pierce, I mean, and I don't know, you, maybe it's because they have a rookie head coach. Do you think it has, Scotty, do you think it has anything to do with Jason Kidd? Uh, I think it has, I think lack, it has everything to do with Jason Kidd. Yeah. And less to do about the talent that is playing? Well, I think when you look at any professional sports team, uh, you know, and, and you have a conversation about it, and everybody involved in the conversation can agree that on paper, this is one of the most talented teams in the league uh, with a huge amount of potential that they're not living up to. There's only one person that that falls on when those team, you know, that team's not meeting those expectations, and the, and the record doesn't match the talent on paper. Is that, you know, it comes down to the head coach. Um, you know, it, it it comes down to is you know. Is kid pushing these guys hard? Does kid even know what the fuck he's doing? I was shocked yeah. that, that he was even hired, yeah. uh, you know, to be the head coach. Like, I, I just, it, it, it's kid. It doesn't make sense to me that this mm-hmm. guy's a head coach in the NBA right now. Um, you know, a smarter plan probably would have been to get a, you know, a head coaching job uh, in college or an assistant coaching job in the NBA, and then maybe three to five years from now take on a head coaching position. But, just because you're a great player doesn't mean you're going to be a great head coach. And, and just because you were, you know, a great floor general that had a great understanding of the game, and that's what made you, you know, a superstar when you played, that doesn't mean that's going to translate to a coaching position where you're able to game plan and teach the players, um, you know, around you from off the court. 
you know, how to accelerate on the court. So, yeah, I mean, this totally shows me <clears throat> that it's a, a, a multi-billion dollar owner <clears throat> who has no fucking clue what's going on around him. Because Avery Johnson's not a bad coach. So you get rid of Avery Johnson and you fire him to bring in somebody who's no head coaching experience in his fucking life. Now, if Kid was going to be like, <clears throat> all right, we want this guy as, as the head coach of our franchise, you know what? <clears throat> Wait a little bit. You know, leave Avery Johnson and put uh, Jason Kidd on staff, and then in a couple of years, you know, you can have him be his successor or something. But you put him in right away, just like, just, just like you said, Scotty. He's no head coaching experience in his life. You know, Magic Johnson was a great point guard. He sure as shit wasn't a good coach. He coached the Lakers for about 25 games. He couldn't handle it. You know, uh, it's very rare that you have a, a very solid player in their career great player in their career, and they end up being a great coach. The only exception I can really think of, uh, two exceptions I can think of, are two former Celtics, so it pains me to say it, and that's Bird and McHale. Do you think, though, that maybe this was a popularity move to draw more fan base? So I, I was thinking about this while you were saying that, right? So, like, you're right, multi-billion dollar owner has no fucking idea what he's doing, but maybe this is just attracting new people to watch Brooklyn and try to steal some of the attention away from some of the other big markets? I, I think... <clears throat> is that too far-fetched? No, I think part of what it is is, you know, you've got two iconic names on, you know, what I consider to be one of the two most iconic teams in NBA history. <clears throat> and you bring in Pierce and KG, and, you know, it's kind of... You know, it's kind of like fantasy football, you know. When you draft a player that's got the name like a Maurice Jones-Drew that's always, you know, put up big numbers in fantasy football in the past, and the guy's past his prime, but he's got the name. So you draft him in the top five running backs, six, seven, eight running backs. Um, you know, Kevin Garnett is absolutely horrible this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys know his stat line, but the guy's averaging six points per game, right. and that's it. Six points per game, and Paul Pierce is averaging 13.5. And both of them sat out this, this past game due to injury. So both of them have already missed numerous games, multiple games, and we're 10 games into the season. And as a Celtics fan, does that make you happy they're gone, <clears throat> seeing that shit? Absolutely, because I think right now Boston is outperforming the expectation um, from their standpoint with a rookie head coach. And, you know, you send these guys off, and they're not that good at all. I mean, Boston's 4-7 and seven right now uh, in, what, a game back, half a game back from a playoff spot. And I get it, it's early. But if you would have told me at this point in the season after 11 games Boston would be 4-7, and seven, I probably would have considered them closer to 2-9. and nine. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you want to compare rookie head coaches, I'll take Boston's rookie head coach over Brooklyn's any day. And you, know, and, you know, it's funny you say that, too, is um, Brooklyn beat opening night, and then Boston also beat the Heat is one of their wins. So, like, when you look at quality of wins, it's not like Boston's just beating up on the teams that are just happen to be worse than they are. Like, they're beating some teams that have some decent talent. I think yeah, I mean, he, there's, only, there's only two teams in the East with a worse record than Brooklyn, and it's Washington and Milwaukee. Yeah, and that's that's fucking insane to me. It's it's absolutely totally fucking insane to me because there's if you just have Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, 
fucking Mr. Kardashian and, uh, I don't know, Brooke Lopez in there. You should be winning more games. Then you throw in fucking, you know, Pierce and Garnett. There's no reason they shouldn't have a fucking better record than they do. I mean, it, it, it's... I hope they miss the fucking playoffs. I, I think that would serve them fucking right. Miss the play. I mean, you got Cleveland, New York, and Brooklyn. These are all, you know, what everyone thought would be playoff teams, and they're outside of the playoffs looking in right now. It's fucking horrible. The fucking East, it, it's supposed to be the power. You have Indiana, Miami, Chicago. That's about it. And just kind of, Scotty, you probably, you guys are probably looking at the same thing I am. The eight seed Detroit is at a, a, you know, what are they, a three and five record? Which makes no sense to me. But uh, yeah, dude, right now in the Western Conference, Dallas is the eighth seed at six and four. Exactly. That's if Dallas was in the East, they'd be the number three seeded team. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I don't know. But, dude, what what about fucking timeless San Antonio at nine and one? Like, are they ever really going to get like old and not be good? I can never say anything about them anymore because I, I thought they were going to suck, or not suck, but fall in the middle of the pack. This, they. All right, so they really are the epitome of what a great coach can do for you. I mean, you put you put Jason Kidd in charge of that roster, it's probably not a 9-1 team. It's probably a good team. They are timeless. I mean, they know how to play together, but fucking they got the best coach in the league. And wouldn't you think that more teams in the league would move towards that? Because, I mean, really, what do they teach there? They teach fundamental basketball. They're the worst fucking team to watch on TV. <laughs> like, it's absolutely horrible watching San Antonio play basketball. Right. But they win games. Right. And, and wouldn't you think that more head coaches would focus more on the basic fundamentals of basketball to develop their teams than where coaches are investing their time now and they would just take that blueprint from San Antonio? They, they would. The only, you know what San Antonio does have different than any other team in the NBA? Their head coach is their GM. So he kind of he puts exactly what he wants together, and if somebody's not going to work, they're gone. So there isn't another team in the NBA that has that same type of setup. So it, it does kind of make that a little bit of a difference to where if this guy's not going to fit our system, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of him as opposed to a GM putting pressure on a coach to play somebody or something like that. Not saying every other team does that, but that does kind of take an interesting variable out of the equation. There's, there's a problem with, with all these teams doing what San Antonio does, though. And, and, Scotty, you alluded to it, right? It's not sexy. It's not fun to watch. Could you imagine if we had a team, uh, league full of Spurs-type games every fucking night? Oh, it would be horrible for it'd us be as a ter- viewer, but it'd be terrible. as a GM... I would want the record, and I would want the TV buy rates, and I would want all the other stuff that comes with it. And if you're winning, even if it's boring basketball, you're still selling out your arena. You know, I would want all of the landfall that comes along with it. Um, as a fan, fuck no, I wouldn't want to watch that shit every night. But if I was a GM, I'd want the money that comes along with the win-loss record. You know, it very well might be the two least sexy teams in the NBA have the two best records. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they haven't played yet, but I, no. a San Antonio-Indiana basketball game would be like watching the movie Hoosiers is what it would be like. <laughs> like it, chest bounce passes and fucking shooting free throws from between your legs, and it would be fucking horrible. <laughs> 
And, you know, and ironically, if you want to grab history to it, both teams from the ABA. So, whatever. But they are two of the least sexy teams in the NBA for sure. Oh, it makes it fun, though. I I mean, who knows? Just like the NFL in 10 more games, who the fuck knows where the NBA will be at? The Lakers might even be in the playoffs. I know. Don't get talking crazy. I get it. I get it. And you know what? You know who might get the MVP of the goddamn league this year? Um... Kevin Love is tearing the fucking league up. Oh, my God, dude. Jesus Christ, this guy is ridiculous. I mean, he is 30 points, 20 rebounds, it feels like, every fucking night. I mean, well, okay, so he's 26.8 points a game, 13.6 rebounds. Are you fucking kidding me? That's, that's ridiculous. The guy's not even 6'10". He shoots the three. So... I mean, he's too bad he's stuck in Minnesota because that dude is probably – I mean, they should be talking about as one of the top five players in the NBA right now. When's his, when's his contract up? I'm actually pulling that up right now. Not a boy. Because who's going to go get him? I don't know, but he's getting a max deal. It's just a matter of where he wants to play. Lakers – who needs him most? Where do you think he fits his, his type of talent? Because I, I think he goes best in Dallas. I think if you're, if you're the Mavericks, Dirk's old as fuck. You go get Kevin Love and Dirk on the same team and build around that with some of the young talent they've got, I think that'd be a good combination. And Cuban would do it. Well, anybody would take Kevin Love. I mean, there's, there's, you know what? I mean, like, if people should be pursuing this dude harder. The Lakers pursued him. With Andrew Bynum back before he was broken, that would have been awesome. But Minnesota wasn't budging. So, so yeah. So Kevin Love's contract. So here's the stupid thing: the fucking Timberwolves are idiot, idiots because they didn't sign him to a five-year max. They signed him to a four-year deal with an opt-out option after three seasons. Oh, Uh-oh. he can opt out, so it's a player option then. So, yes. Okay. Wow. And if if he takes that option, he can opt out after the 2014-2015 season, so after next year. Holy shit. He is putting up ridiculous numbers. Like, Minnesota's 7-4 and four right now. They'd be one of those teams that you want to be careful about watching. They have a good point guard in Rubio, and they got a fucking beast down low with him. It's, it's ridiculous. So here's the thing. If I'm not mistaken, LeBron's contract expires that same year, doesn't it? Yeah. So Cleveland's got all these young players that they've built through the draft that are on these smaller contracts. Does Cleveland go out and sign a Kevin Love shortly after free agency starts if he opts out and then turns around and says, hey, Kobe, or hey, uh, hey LeBron, why don't you come back? I mean, we've got Kevin Love, and then they start, I mean, all these young players. I mean, is it, could he be Cleveland-bound based on that? Could he go to the Lakers or a Celtics who are kind of in that middling, rebuilding type period? Uh, I, think, I think Cleveland would be interesting, but I, I think the, one of the two teams, if he leaves Minnesota and if they have the money to do it, I think he either goes to the Lakers or Clippers. And the reason I say that, not because I'm a homer, but that helps, but he played his college ball at UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. So he's, he's from SoCal. And... Can you imagine, I don't know if they could swing it. I have no idea. I mean, I just, I don't know the semantics. But you throw Chris Paul, Blake Griffiths, and fucking Kevin Love on the fucking floor together? That would be ridiculous. That would be fucking with, with Doc Rivers coaching? Yeah. Ridiculous. Now, 
that's a different type of big three that you would have in there. Totally different than Wade, LeBron, and fucking Chris Bosh. But I, I, I'd be apt to take uh, Griffith, uh, uh, fucking the Clippers big three over uh, Miami. That would be Yeah, sick. I think it'll be interesting. I'm going to look and see who else is free agents that year, too, real quick. So you guys uh, banter back and forth while I pull that out. That's cool. I mean, and the Lakers will have the money because everyone's on short-term contracts. So, you know, yeah, it has, but what it has to be with... some sort of package type of setup. Right. Where, you know, say, it's so... not bringing you here to our shitty roster. Yeah, there'd have to be some sort of a deal there. I think we should update the Denver-Kansas City score. Three to nothing. In seven to go in the uh, the first quarter, and Denver's offense just looks terrible. Yeah, and we're, I mean, I'm sure Kansas City hasn't looked much better. I haven't had a chance to watch any of it yet so far, but um, yeah, it's not it's not flash at all. Look, it, it it's that it, Kansas City defense is tough, man. Yeah, as I say, Kansas City's offense looks like they should terrible. Yeah, uh, Kansas City's defense is what's kept them in these games. All right, I got, I got it, boys. All right, go for it, buddy. So yeah, this is going to be a a uh, pretty good class. So you got Rondo, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got? Jeremy Lin, Jose Barea, Ricky Rubio, Reggie Jackson. Uh, let's move on. Isaiah. Nope. Michael Carter. <laughs> Michael Carter Williams. Nice. Uh, we got Mark uh, Marco Bellinelli. We got. Eric Gordon. Uh, you got Shumpert, Ginobili, Hardaway Jr. Oh. Victor Oladipo. So it's that class. So it's that rookie class, yeah. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Jeff Green, Tayshawn Prince. Well, he's a thousand years old. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, the, it's it's fucking. It's pretty solid. Like the most interesting, not the most, but one of the interesting names on that list is Jeff Green. Yeah, I like his game. I mean, he had that whole heart problem and shit, and uh, and kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. But he's found his game back. He's playing well for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got the risk too in Boston. You got Rondo and him coming up as free agents in the yeah. same year. Yeah, that is scary. And look. Call a spade a spade. Boston hasn't, or you know, Celtics front office hasn't treated Rondo too well. No, I, I don't expect him. I don't expect him to be around, dude. I'm actually surprised that he wasn't part of some sort of deal that went on this season. Really? Yeah. I mean, they talked about it a lot, but you know, once they got rid of, uh, well, their original big three, you had to keep some somebody there. But you just got to hope that as the the leader of the team, he loves it and enjoys it. But boy, they sure they sure haven't treated him well. Hey, Hollywood, does uh, the Pacers re-sign, uh, oh, my God, what the fuck's his name? Because he's a free agent, too. Matt Granger? Houston? Oh, Granger. Granger? Granger? No, they don't need him. Uh, the problem with Granger is they should have tried to fucking trade him because now he's not going to – he doesn't have an opportunity, and they just pissed all that money away because that dude is the most unhealthy fucking player in basketball. Uh, he's, he's, he might be worse than Greg Oden um, at this point. <laughs> Greg uh, Oden didn't even play 10 games, I don't think. So at least Granger's, you know, but, played but, a couple of seasons. I get it. I mean, it, right now, current time. Oh, I got you. He, uh, you know, they, they paid him, they signed him that deal, and just nothing. He, he rode the bench literally the entire year last year, and he's doing it again this year. He is the new, uh, for any Pacer fans that are, are listening to the show, he is the new Jeff Foster. Um, Jeff Foster's last four or five years 
Uh, he he played like ten whole games uh, with back injuries, and and for whatever reason, the Pacers just kept paying it. So uh, he will not be back. Uh, the Pacers proved it last year that that they didn't need him at all. Um, so absolutely not. Wow. Denver recovered a fumble. You saw that. I mean, Kansas City did. Sorry. Um, when, it, how long is he out for, bro? Uh, he is currently just kind of on watch. Is he? Okay. So it could be any day. The knee injury, it's, it's, it's been ailing him. Uh, he had an ankle injury, I think, already off two. And uh, he's day-to-day right now. Cool. All right. I think we beat the shit out of all this stuff. You want to get to some news, bro? Hey, uh, I was going to ask you real quick before yeah, we kick in the news, because <clears throat> I felt like we'd be at the death, too, if we could kind of spin it in a different direction. Sure. Uh, and if I start talking about this, Hollywood, and it happens to be your weird news, just tell me to shut the fuck up. Um, but have you guys heard about this new game show in Japan? Uh, uh-uh. I have not. It is called Orgasm Wars. <laughs> so... <laughs> There Dude. should be some clothes finally off. So do you guys remember when we were when we were kids, the show Make Me Laugh, where comedians tried to make the contestants yeah, like, laugh? Yeah, I do. And, you know, there's a time limit, so on and so forth. So, well, this is like a Make Me Climax. Oh, variation. my God. So. <laughs> I just looked it up. I just saw what it's about. Are you kidding me? So the variety program features straight Japanese, a straight Japanese porn star meeting his opponent in a warehouse. <laughs> they exchange boasts of who will win, they talk shit, and they get down to business. So Takayua, who's the porn star, performs oral sex. Oh, no, the contestant performs oral sex on the porn star, but all the graphic action takes place discreetly in a covered box. He has 40 minutes to finish the job as university students cheer on the contestants. <laughs> so my question is, is if, if that was available to watch in the U.S., would you watch that? <laughs> is that really a question? At least once. At least once. <laughs> so, like, here's what I don't understand. Is it's got to be an hour-long show because you've got 40 minutes to make the guy climax. Right. And they go into this box. So, like, is the box, like, mic'd where you hear, like, like, what happens during that 40 minutes where they're inside the box? Like, because that's TV. I mean, you've got to – something visual has to be happening during this time. Right. right. And I can only hope that the voiceover – like, there's some sort of, like, voice work that's being done that's like uh, – What's that crazy game show where they run through all the different contraptions and all that shit that's got the Japanese guys? Wipeout? Wipeout. I yeah. can only hope that there's commentators like Wipeout that are commentating over this show. Those guys are fucking funny. John Anderson and John uh, fucking, I forget the other dude's name, but the other dude's fucking hilarious. Um, that is fucking hilarious. I would have to watch that at least once. And what do you think their PSAs are like? <laughs> I don't know, but I can tell you I'm going to YouTube right now and reluctantly about to look up orgasm board <laughs> and hope nothing horrible smacks me in the face here. You know it is, dude. You yeah, know it is. Right. I'm so glad you brought that to my attention. Oh, my God, dude. So 
Go to YouTube right now and just type in Orgasm Wars. <laughs> so the first fucking thing that comes up is Poco versus Tate. And without even touching the video, so like they, the explanation said that they're in a box. Just this guy's dick and ass is in the box. So there's another dude on his knees in front of this guy while there's the porn star naked in the box. It looks like a magic trick, kind of. And the box <laughs> is just around his dick and ass. And the guys get... Oh, I see. I oh, my God. This sounds horrible, but I'm so excited to watch it. Poco X Tate <laughs> Orgasm I guess we'll finish the show on that note. I think they're talking, <laughs> I think they're talking into mics that look like cocks, by the way. Dude, and they if you're watching the video, they like bow to each other like sumo fighters before they, they go into the <laughs> fucking box. Hey, Hollywood, you don't know somebody who's a part of Orgasm Wars, do you? Because last time he brought something up kind of funky, you knew the guy. I don't oh, believe this, I do. Dude, this guy just fucking took Isodyne and gargled it before he uh, takes on uh, the penis. I'm scared. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous fucking thing I have ever seen. I just, I just don't know if Weird News can toss this Hollywood. I, I feel like I shouldn't share. <laughs> oh, you always have to share. I'll do my best though. Are you guys ready? Uh, yeah, go for it. I'm a god, and football players pretend they live in a box. I'm saying it right now. Peyton Manning looks fucking good. Oh, goody! One's using, maybe one was using, and now he's not. Perturbed and frustrated. You can accept it. Can I argue and complain about whoever the fuck dresses Craig Seeger? Jojo, the idiot circus boy. <laughs> All right, so, uh, you know, I, I found a way to piece this together, boys. Um, I, I think the... The gentleman in my next story could go and be a, uh, a special guest referee on Orgasm Wars. <laughs> there you go. And I read, Fluffing, finger-smelling, noted in Jensen Beach arrest. A man accused of fluffing his genitals and engaging in a variety of genital-related activities in Jensen Beach was jailed on a felony charge, according to a recently released record. A woman told Martin County Sheriff's deputies November 5th she saw a man identified as, as William Gibson, 50, in front of a store in Benson Beach Boulevard with his jeans around his knees. Jesus. Gibson reached into his undies and fondled his genitals. He then removed his hand from his underwear and smelled his fingers, the record states. Um, such finger sniffing recalls the popular Mary Catherine Gallagher skit from Saturday Night Live. Remember that chick who did the uh, little Catholic girl thing? Okay. Uh, Molly Shannon, and she stuck her hands under her armpits and sniffed them. So that's kind of what this guy was doing. Um, a witness statement says that he, quote, then jiggled his underwear in the back as to maybe be hiding something in there. Then all of a sudden, he just pulled down the front of his underwear to expose his genitals, fluffing <laughs> them, end quote. Uh, get, following this report, uh, Gibson told the deputy that he was, quote, airing out his penis. <laughs> Gibson's listed as homeless in Jensen Beach. He was arrested on a felony of lewd exhibition in the presence of elderly charge. <laughs> exhibition in front of the elderly is actual a criminal offense? 
That's what he was booked on. Uh, I think he carries a heavier sentence than just uh, exhibition in general. <laughs> I think he's on the next YouTube clip of uh, of the uh, orgasm wars that we're checking out. <laughs> special, special guest referee, William Gibson. Uh, well, no, dude, that was definitely worth sharing. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Who the fuck tells a police officer that they're airing out their penis? <laughs> right. Don't mind me, officer. I'm just airing it out. We're going to the cock out. It's warm today. Need some air. Greg, Greg's mom's having a cock out again. So, rare. dude, the thing that I'm hung up on is the guy was a homeless guy. Why in the fuck would he want to smell what his balls smelled like <laughs> after he was playing with them? I mean, that can't be good. It's got to be a cross between cat food and peanut butter. Is what that's got to smell like. <laughs> Cat food and peanut butter. Oh, 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 fuck. God, I missed Gov tonight. I'm sorry he got cut out. That's too bad. Holy shit. You missed a good show. Fuck. Uh, final thoughts, boys. Uh, I just want to say happy birthday to my wife. Uh, she she listens to the show every week. Love her to death. And uh, happy birthday. Uh, Scotty. Um, all I know is that I've just realized that I'm still watching this Orgasm Wars video on YouTube. And uh, when I looked up, I saw um, the caption that says, now I'm going to show you my throat, throat hold maneuver. <laughs> and uh, about five seconds later, the guy uh, extracted himself from the box and began wiping his mouth and was saying thank you, thank you repeatedly. And... I just sat through nine minutes and 53 seconds of that, and I feel like the dirtiest fucking human being alive right now. Dude, I watched the beginning of it. I haven't made it through any of the actual acts, but the guy who is performing the act, when he's walking up, they do it in that garage, but, you know, he's just, he's this fat dude. He's walking like a fucking princess, and that's fucking... Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's uncomfortable to watch, but I think everybody should at least suffer through it once to really get an idea of what this is. Orgasm. Unbelievable. Holy shit. Uh, final thought for me is I'm sorry we couldn't have Gov on. Um, also, uh, you know, uh, we go through this shit about every week, bring you what we can, Sometimes we have have a, an agenda. Sometimes we don't have agenda. So thanks to the guys for putting up tonight. Without an agenda, we'll have one on Thursday. But with an agenda, I don't think we would have come up with orgasm wars. So I'm pretty glad we didn't have that going on. Sorry we couldn't have Gov. Uh, Hollywood, I forget. What month is it again? It is Boob Awareness Month. We stare because we care. That's right. So, you know, make sure that you uh, follow your favorite breasts or even your least favorite breasts. Check out this uh, 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 Orgasm Wars. Other than that, motherfuckers, we're out. Happy birthday, Amanda. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Amanda. Amanda. Hope you were naked. You want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. This is going to be one fucked up podcast. And we've got players now coming up limp. AP in football. This is a guy who's broken down. You don't know the power of the dark side. I believe in karma, man. Seriously? You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? 
Yeah. Oh, Rondo just got ejected. Seriously? I'm talking about the the, the pre-intercourse. But there's still maybe some titties. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That was a freak day.